This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Paul Hansen. Thurley Ruxton by Philip Viral Miguels. Chapter 7 A Cinderella Proposition. When Thurley, complying with the Major's request, stepped briskly into his army headquarters to find herself confronted by a tall, grey-eyed woman from the palace on Fifth Avenue, she was merely a trifle surprised. There was no recognition in the fleeting glance with which she met the scrutiny that Alice bent upon her. "'Ah, here we are by Pollux, yes,' said the Major, in his mildest artillery utterance. "'Alice, uh, permit me uh, to present Miss Thurley Ruxton. "'Yes, Miss uh, Ruxton, my niece, Miss Van Kirk, uh, interested, uh, wish to meet you. "'Have a little chat. Uh, I'll leave you here together.' He disappeared and closed the doors, thoroughly turned to gaze inquiringly at the visitor whose name she would never forget. Alice met her astonished look with an arch and radiant smile. Not only had she instantly recognized the girl who had driven Stiverin's car, but also with equal promptness had her mind conceived an extraordinary plan. "'Miss Ruxton,' she said, advancing with outstretched hand, "'I am exceedingly glad to meet you again. Uh, "'You hardly knew me for a moment.' "'Thurley took the proffered hand almost mechanically. "'She flushed with color, which instantly heightened her beauty "'as she wondered what the meeting might imply. "'I, um, oh, I remember now,' she faltered, perhaps a trifle embarrassed by the thought of thus being discovered, revealed in her real capacity and personality. Our meeting before was quite informal, Alice interrupted, but altogether delightful, nevertheless, that is, for me. Frankly, Miss Ruxton, I've been hoping to find you ever since. Won't you sit down for a little friendly talk? thoroughly followed to the corner where the older woman led, but was halted in the act of turning a chair about to face her visitor. Oh, "'Sit here on the Davenport with me,' said Alice engagingly. "'I might as well tell you that I like you at once, and have it over. I've really come back to make a proposition.' Thoroughly smiled. She hardly knew why, or her customary ease of manner returned with the smile as she took the seat denoted. "'I'm not in the least a literary person, if it's anything more on books.' She knew intuitively it was not concerning books that Alice Van Kirk had appeared. Vaguely she wondered what this woman of the world imagined concerning herself and Robley Stiverant. She amirred amanuensis. He, the probable scion of an old and wealthy family, and the pair of them seen in his automobile, returning from, who might say, where? 
an aspect of dread the dread of being possibly misunderstood assailed her unexpectedly it had never even occurred to her mind before oh books said alice with an eloquent gesture of depreciation do i look like that in the least thoroughly smiled oh that sort of genius sometimes runs in families infests them you mean my dear but the major is only my uncle let's be perfectly candid you and i first i may as well confess i know all about your meeting with robley stivrant last saturday afternoon he told me of course he doesn't know who you are in the least uh, thanks to your innate ladyhood i can also readily understand that you hardly wish him to discover thoroughly flushed anew oh not because of anything dear child can't you trust me to understand and no less than yourself i prefer he should not know thoroughly was thoroughly puzzled her natural wonder was what robley stiverin could possibly be to alice van kirk and why she should come here to-day she could only echo you prefer he should not know exactly now comes my proposition i want you to come to my house live with me become my protege and meet him and all my friends on a social equality immediately at least by the end of the week thurley could scarcely credit her senses but mrs van kirk i know you don't understand it of course naturally why i should wish it but uh, what possible advantage i hope to derive from such an arrangement but i told you i meant to be frank she paused to lean forward and take the girl's soft hand in her own i need you very much indeed and i rather hope you need me before you say anything at all i wish to assure you there will be no dubious conditions no string to the offer i am making candidly i require a magnet such a magnet as all the gold in the world may never be a living radiant magnet to brighten my home to draw success and interest about me such a magnet as you my dear would supply i shall wish to treat you precisely as i might a younger sister just come out and would exact only a promise that no matter what might be conjectured as to whence you came you divulge nothing to the world assert nothing deny nothing and agree not to marry or to promise yourself in marriage for at least a year from our association more and more thurley's bewilderment increased but i can't in the least understand your motive she confessed what could i possibly do that repay you for your venture oh dear child you can wear gorgeous jewels furs and gowns like 
a princess. You can go with me everywhere, help me entertain, fill my hollow house with the people I wish to attract, give me the things I most desire, and better your fortunes by the process. Thoroughly shook her head gravely. I don't see why you think so, Mrs. Van Kirk. I, uh, I have never had that sort of education. But you've always been popular. Oh, well, a little with the college boys, I suppose. I hoped so. Thought so once. I was certain of that from the first, said Alice decisively. My dear, that is all I desire. Thoroughly looked at her quickly, a light of girlish inquiry burning in her eyes. Do you mean you would wish me to uh, attract a lot of men? <laughs> men, of course, men, and women of the social set that once paid me tribute slavishly, and now, well, things are different now. I am no longer novel, I suppose. Perhaps I'm too respectable. But you could help me bring them back. Oh, all of it nicely, my dear, nothing dubious. I said before, and I repeat, I wish you to occupy just such a place as I'd give to a younger sister of whom I could always be proud and fond. Doesn't that uh, clear away your doubts? Heavens! I haven't the slightest thought that I might be misunderstood. Thoroughly burned a warmer color. But you can see how strange it seems to me. Why, yes, child, I see it perfectly. That's why I'm going to ask you to think it over first. I asked the Major to bring you home to dine with me tonight, but perhaps uh, you'd rather go in the car with me. Only he might tell you all about me, as he told me a little of you. I want you to know there is nothing sinister behind my offer, nothing you may not accept with pride and honor. There are elements of business to it, of course, for I expect you to make my existence much more happy, as I should hope to make yours more bright and promising, that's all. I am dying to make the fairy-like transformation on a girl already lovely, and surely you are not without ambition, thoroughly smiled. It is a fairy story, isn't it? The way it comes and all, it sounds too good for New York City, shall I say, and coming like this to me. Fate, my dear, believe me. How otherwise should you happen to be sitting in the park when Robley Stivrant comes along and breaks his big strong wrist? Thoroughly colored, an exquisite tint. I hope his wrist is better. I mean, it was really terrible. Alice arched her brows. He called the incident a favor of the gods. He is nearly insane to meet his princess again. The red fairly surged to Thurley's cheeks at this, and down all her ivory neck. You, he, I'd be expected 
to meet him as you said naturally his enthusiasm i confess incubated my resolve to find you if i could but don't forget what i named as my conditions i couldn't permit you to engage yourself for a year not even to robley uh, after all that romantic meeting you see i am very scheming after all oh alice rose will you come to-night with the major or with me thurley's excitement returned did i promise to come to look us over certainly wear anything you like my dear we three shall be alone she held out her hand as before and smiled with a charm of her own that thoroughly knew was honest you can think things over rapidly from all i learn of your character perhaps you can give me your answer to-night thoroughly's smile was a trifle timid perhaps the older woman quickly took her other hand there was something wistful in the look she bestowed on the eyes so deeply brown if you make up your mind to come you'll call me alice if i come alice gave added pressure to her hands i think you'll be a little more comfortable if you come with the major she concluded we'll consider that arranged till then my dear good-bye good-bye said thoroughly and followed to the door alice turned and kissed her suddenly there i simply couldn't help it she laughed her own face flushing girlishly i know we are going to be friends then she went and thoroughly stood there marvelling a thrill suddenly creeping to her heart End of chapter 7